I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com, along with Chris Fetters, Luke Monger, and Scott Eklund. First day of uh, spring practice. Uh, most of the practice was out on the practice field, right on the water. Uh, a little windy, a little cold, but uh, it was good to see the guys back out there again. So uh, anything really jump out at you? First impressions, Luke? Uh, not really. I mean, today was kind of a, I mean, not to say boring, but kind of not a very eventful day. They didn't do a lot of live periods, and when they did, there wasn't a lot going on. It was fun to see them, though. I mean, just to see everybody out there. Uh, I think if I had to pick my favorite moment of the day, they were doing some, uh, I think it was seven-on-seven stuff, and uh, Jordan Miller batted a pass away from Dante Pettis, and I couldn't hear exactly what he said, but he said something, and it was pretty funny, so it was cool (laughs) to see some energy. First impressions, Chris? Uh, Just that it's, even though it's um, back to basics, as Peterson said, in the press conference afterwards, and it wasn't. It was a pretty short one, actually, by his standards, about five minutes. But just that it, it felt like it was a. It could have been a mid mid spring practice. I mean, things are off and rolling. There wasn't a lot of wasted time. There wasn't a lot of guys standing around trying to learn new things. You can tell the continuity, uh, even with the new coaches, with Matt Lubick and and with Scott Huff. They just seem to kind of roll right into it. And um, so, yeah, it felt like a mid spring practice again. Defense is always going to win the day, and. Uh, in terms of that, and especially with Jake Browning doing minimal work. So there you go. And uh, I, I guess the first thing that st- stood out to me was watching Ty Jones out there, big kid, uh, big receiver. Freshman. Uh, Matt Lubick it was you know doing his thing with his, with his group, really working on the, their releases. Uh, Scott Huff was kind of coming in with the, the linemen, and, and Coleman Shelton and I think Trey Adams said the same things that, hey, you know, he already knows the system, he already knows – Peterson's thing. He's same terminology, same kind of stuff. So it's not real hard for them to figure out. He's uh, Coleman Shelton said that Scott Huff had a lot more energy, um, maybe than they're used to right away. But I think that might be just because he's a little bit younger and things like that. And Chris Schrauser actually knows his guys and kind of <clears throat> that isn't really his personality. But overall, I think pretty good first day. Um, kind of fun to see some of the guys. We won't do a huge write up on the practice, but I will talk about a lot of guys in my practice report. Yeah. I think today we I saw something I haven't seen in a lot of time, and that's balls on the ground. You know, drop balls, the quarterbacks getting stripped of the balls. Uh, you know, and I, I asked Damon Heward because it's windy out there. I said, how much of an impact is that having on the quarterbacks throwing the ball as well as receivers catching a ball? He goes, it's windier out there than a lot of people think, so it's huge. But uh, you know, that's that affected not, them dropping the ball like well, a fumble. Well, catching the ball, catching the ball because the quarterbacks. I'm, I'm lost. As of course you're lost. Of well, course you're lost. No, it's, it's impacting the, the guys. Balls catching. on the ground. Well, so. of course. Did you see the two strips on the quarterbacks back there getting the ball stripped? And then in addition, the receivers were having a tough time catching the ball because the quarterbacks weren't as accurate as they typically were. Okay. You, you've got that look like well, a deer in a headlight. Well, you, right you were talking about the balls being stripped from the quarterbacks. I'm trying to figure out how the wind had anything to do with that. Well, no, because you're misunderstanding. Yeah. But you know. I understand that there were plenty of balls on the ground <laughs> in terms of the receivers dropping passes. Luke is raising, passes. Luke's okay. raising his hand. But. I will say this: it, it didn't seem any different to me than any other spring practice. Yeah. I saw more balls on the ground than I'm used to seeing. So, uh, I, And I personally didn't. But, I mean, it, it's yeah. just... And, first, Sean, and Sean McGrew dropping a couple didn't go over well with the coaching staff. No, it didn't. <laughs> and uh, he got yelled at quite a bit during the practice for his effort and everything like that. I'm telling you guys, there's some concerns there, and uh, we'll just see how it plays out. Obviously, guys only redshirt freshmen, so... Got a lot, a lot of time still left, but man, it, it's for a guy who has the opportunity to 
be the third running back or even be in the mix for the second running back spot with with Levon well, Coleman missing practice. The thing for me was is that Levon Coleman with not him not being there, he was actually there. He just wasn't dressed. But um, McGrew actually was the second running back for the mm-hmm. most part, and he was actually doing the full running Actual back thing. Running back, he, yeah, he yeah. wasn't Chico McClatcher. He wasn't doing slot. He wasn't doing that kind of stuff. And he was actually doing full running back. And there was a shortage of running backs out there today. There wasn't a lot out there. Well, and that's why Jamon Dotson moving over to, to you know secondary, it makes you kind of wonder. I mean, mm-hmm. now granted, again, he ran the four three eight at the combine. He was the fastest guy there, but yet he gets moved over to defense. It, it, there definitely feels like there's more to that story. I thought Kamari Pleasant actually looked pretty good today too. He was out there running around, showing some good quickness and catching the ball pretty well. So that that was kind of cool to see. I was hoping to see a little bit heavier Kamari Pleasant, but uh, he's showing up at one ninety one. Yeah, it is what it is. Plenty, plenty big enough for right now. Yeah, no, I just thought that they wanted to get, you know, it's one of the things we've talked about is getting bigger. You know, what we saw from the Alabama game, you know, and one of the things they're missing, they've got LeVon Coleman as that big back, and you wonder uh, where that big back is going to come from at some point, whether it's this year, you know, with Ralph Kinney or, you know, bringing a guy in in this recruiting class. Well, no, right now it's LeVon Coleman. Yeah. No, next, after, next year, after LeVon Coleman. Well, next year you would expect Kamari Pleasant will probably be at 205, 210, and I'm sure they'll probably go from there. Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, I was hoping to see a little bit more meat on the bones, but we've still got a little bit, uh, you know, we've got some time before spring ball comes uh, back. I bet you comes he's back 10 around. pounds heavier by the time fall camp starts. And, and, so and then I think, I think the absolute biggest surprise of spring football Trey Adams loses the mullet. He said, oh his, he said his girlfriend made him cut his hair. Thank God. That was, <laughs> thing was looking hideous. <laughs> looking yeah. hideous. Yeah. It, it's, it, his I hair mean, looked like the girl from uh, The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was just, it's funny because a lot of people you recognize by their face. Mm-hmm. But Trey, it's like looking at a totally different person because his hair was so distracting and so noticeable. So he, say, this isn't funny. the Rudy's podcast, he's, guys. Let's 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 keep it to football. He's, he says he's up to uh, he says he's at three twenty. He said he got up to three thirty. But uh, you know, listen to the Trey Adams. It was interesting t- him talking about Alabama and realizing you know he just said they had better players on the field. You know, uh, so it was interesting his comments about the that, Alabama game. That's why I'm glad that Washington got to play a school like Alabama because when you you sit there from 40,000 feet and, and you say, man, we're building this program up and we're going to be great next year and this and that. And then you finally get the chance to get punched in the mouth by the big the best, boys yeah. and the best in the country. And, and um, I think Washington did pretty well, but they obviously saw we have at least one more step to take, if yeah. not two, to get up to that place where we can get over the hump and get a national championship. When you say the we, it's like the royal we. Yeah, from a Washington standpoint, they're able to say we can get there, but we have two more steps to go. So are we going to talk about the guys that didn't practice today? Real quick before we move on, you had a chance to talk to Nick Harris and tell people a little bit about Nick because he's put on some good weight too. He's up to 289, so it says 287 on the depth chart, but 289 is what he said. And he just said it was a great learning experience for him to be able to get there, and he just tried to absorb everything he could from all the leadership there, from guys like Coleman and, and Eldrin Camp and some of those guys last year. And now he's his his role right now is just to continue to get better and better and better. I didn't bring up the redshirt question because I just don't think there is a question no, not at right, all. Not and right I, now, and I, yeah, and I don't know why it was ever brought up, knowing where they're at right now. But um, 
yeah, it's going to be really interesting because right now the way the depth looked like it was going the way they lined up, it looked like you know you have Trey and Caleb McGarry at the tackles. You have uh, Andrew Kirkland that was lined up at left guard, and you have uh, Nick Harris at right guard and Coleman at center. And then you had uh, Henry Roberts as the second left guard, and you had Jesse Sosby as the second right guard. So you know, it's kind of interesting to see how things lined up, but that, that's kind of what we would have expected. Well, in addition to Nick Harris putting on some weight, Luke Wattenberg came in in the fall really light because he was sick, but uh, he's obviously put on some weight. Yeah, what is he, 30 pounds heavier? 291. Yeah, 30 or 40 pounds heavier than he was when he came in. So you can definitely see it through his chest, and, and you can just see the way he, he kind of moves. It's he it's good weight for him, but he he was much smaller than that last year. And, and uh, I think he's going to be a factor this year. It might be more as a backup than as a starter, but I think he's going to be a factor at some point this year. Well, it'll be interesting because of the coaching staff change because I know, you know, talking to Chris Strasser last year, he looked at me point blank and said, Luke Wattenberg's going to start really uh, next year. He's that good, Kim. He's mm-hmm. really good. And explained that he just had the weight loss and was just behind a little bit. So, uh, you know, just because one coach likes a guy, we'll see if Scott Huff sees the same things in Luke Wattenberg that Chris Strasser saw. So I think that's going to be right, something interesting to keep an eye on. But right now... The, the backup tackles right now are the, as they were last year, Jared Hilbers and, and Devin Burleson. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. But uh, I think Wattenberg, we can expect to see inside. We'll see. He's not, he's, not, he's not in the two deeps right now at either tackle or guard, so <laughs> I think it's pretty guard wide open. What, guard is what we were hearing, but that was from Chris Strouser. So, right. you know, we'll, we'll have to see what Scott Huff says. But more, more than likely at 6'4", he's probably going to be inside at guard. And just an FYI, we only had access to offensive players today. On Wednesday, it's defensive players, and then Friday we'll have access to the coaches. So uh, we will for sure be talking to the new offensive line coach, Scott Huff, and the new wide receiver coach, Matt Lubick. Yeah, on defense, there was a major major change, and I think it's one that Scott alluded to. We all kind of alluded to uh, Isaiah Gilchrist moving from corner yep. to safety. Mm-hmm. He's 200 pounds now. Um, looks you know, like a I, linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is. I think you know he takes the Buddha Baker comparisons to heart, and he has for years and years because you know he was kind of backing in, up. In he was kind of backing up Buddha all the way from Bellevue on. So I think that's going to be an interesting switch. I like him at safety better than I do at corner. I've always liked him at safety better than I did at corner. I just thought he was better at, as a safety. He's a, he'll be a good cover safety. He was doing a lot of coverage over the slot. And things like that, kind of like what Buddha. I mean, basically, he played the same role that Buddha played uh, this year. Uh, or I'm sorry, this past year. Um, you know, it, the starters will be. Uh, it looks like Ezekiel Turner and and JoJo McIntosh at least early on. What about but, Taylor Rapp? But uh, and Where Taylor Rapp, yeah, and they had him over the slot too. So uh, lots of mixing and matching and things like that, and that's what people need to get used to in spring ball and in fall ball. That's just what you have. That's just what you see is a lot more mixing and matching. They want to see who can do what and who fits where best. You said that Isaiah Gilchrist looks like a linebacker. Uh-huh. So what does Ezekiel Turner look like then? Looks like a big, strong safety. How about JoJo McIntosh too, though? That guy looks JoJo sick McIntosh too. looked huge. I couldn't believe how big. He's up he's to two fifteen at least. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, um, who is the other one that I? Oh, DJ Beavers looks like he's put on some weight. I was a little concerned that it, it might not be good weight, so we'll, we'll just have to see. He's not playing right now. He's he still recovering. Well, I was going to say, do we want to run down the guys that didn't yeah, practice today? Just, just real quick, just you know, when you take a look at JoJo McIntosh and how big he is and Ezekiel Turner, how big he is, that's, that's got to be the two biggest, most physical safeties in the conference. 
Hmm. Well, I guess I'd have to look at it, but you know, if it isn't the biggest, then they're right up there with the biggest. So. More important, most physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, guys that uh, were here and guys that didn't practice. I think the guy that stood out when we first walked in, Hunter uh, Bryant, for the recruit from. Um, he wouldn't uh, have been practicing anyways, Kevin. Well, no. You're not listening very well today. I said guys that were here, and then in addition, guys that weren't practicing. Hunter uh, Hunter Bryant from Eastside Catholic was here, so uh, not suited He's up. The only Hunter recruit. Bryant. Yeah. Only recruit. Hunter Bryant was here. And he wasn't really a recruit. He's yeah. Yeah. So, signee. So. But um, he was uh, over, you know, involved in the drills and listening, and you just look at him, and he passes look test. He's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was standing there with his hair. He was as tall as uh, Ty Jones. So, <laughs> like I said, Ty Jones really impressed me. He's he's put on about 15 pounds from the last time I saw him live, which was the uh, Rising Stars camp. But as far as – well, let's talk about two guys that we thought would be limited, but they actually did a little bit more, and that was – Jacob Browning, he threw some passes in warm-ups. He did not throw passes in any of the drills. Real light passes. Yeah, real real short passes and things like that. But Peterson did say in when we talked to him afterwards mm-hmm. that he's going to get more and more work as the spring goes on. Yeah, out. I think they just wanted to see how his arm resp- his shoulder response and stuff. And would then soft, also, would soft toss be a good description of what it was? I guess. I mean, I like throwing a baseball, just kind of tossing. Well, he was he was throwing shorter passes in the warmups to the receivers and stuff like that. But uh, he wasn't going long, if that's what you mean. So that, I mean, and then the other guy that participated that I honestly didn't expect to see very much of was Azim Victor, yeah. and he was out there actually running drills in the in the full team work as well. So I was a little surprised by that. Very skinny. I know he's 225, 230 pounds, but he still looks skinny to me. He looks like he could add easily another 10, 10 to 15 pounds and carry that really well uh, once the fall rolls around. What did he play at last year? Wasn't he around 230? Yeah, high 220s, in in the low year, 230s. In the year before, I think he was he close to 240. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be about 240 this, this fall if they're, if they're trying to put a little bit more weight on him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they want him at 240 yeah. or 230 because I, th- I thought he played better last year, you know, with the lighter weight. Doesn't look like he's suffering. No, not at <laughs> all. So, um, And then as far as guys who weren't participating, Greg Gaines had his left uh, arm in a sling. I'm imagining it's probably a shoulder, but, you know, we don't know because Peterson doesn't talk about that. Um, Mike Neal had his left leg in a boot, and he was out there rolling around on a little scooter. Is that the same one as last year? Yes, I believe it was. So... Um, so DJ, we, have, we have no idea if that's the same one or if it's a setback. Or yeah, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. And DJ Beavers wasn't participating, but he was kind of out there um, with his stuff on. Brandon Lewis uh, wasn't out there at all until the very end. He showed up and uh, had his jersey on. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Levon Coleman. Levon Coleman. Yeah, didn't he didn't even suit up. He just right. had regular, not street clothes, but I mean, yeah. he had a husky sweatshirt on, and that right. was about like it. Workout stuff. You know. And then uh, Connor O'Brien. Yeah, Connor O'Brien had his left knee, I yeah, think, in a brace. Like I can't, yeah. I don't know. But um, so there were there were a few dings and stuff. I wouldn't get too concerned about them at this point. Um, just kind of see where they go. The coaches obviously aren't worried about it that much. Greg Gain was out there goofing around and, and talking to the other guys and going watching the drills. Also saw Travis Feeney and uh, Elijah Qualls out there, which is kind of cool. Byron Murphy's dad was up a little bit colder up here than uh, in Arizona, where they're from. So um, just you know, good group for the first day. Tim Cowan was there. Obviously, Damon Heward and, and uh, Bob Rondo were out there checking things out. So um, kind of a fun group, but uh, I expect to see more recruits um, probably like on Fridays 
uh, this Friday, this coming Friday, and spring then, breaks, and then spring to come. breaks will yeah. start the following week. So maybe you'll see a few more, and then April eighth is the big. Um, junior day. We aren't going to be here because practice is closed on a Saturday, but that, that's a big junior day. They're expecting anywhere from 40 to 60 guys uh, from out of state. So um, should be should be inter- interesting uh, to see how many guys do end up coming because you get a lot of these out, out of staters saying, oh yeah, we're going to make it up. Yeah, they're not the ones paying for it. You know, their parents are the ones paying for it. So uh, they, they have to, they might say they're coming, but uh, we'll know a little bit closer to the 8th. We'll probably have a list up on the 7th seventh of the guys were able to confirm. Elijah Qualls sporting a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops, you know, doing he his... Da- like he lost some weight, Doing too. his Daniel Teoneshime imitation mm-hmm. out there Didn't today. he look like a, he, no, he had I lost a little bit of weight? He looked good. Yeah, I mean, he looked about the same to me. No, I mean, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I just mean no, no, it looks he like he trimmed up a little bit. No, not, well, I mean, I, I, maybe, but I, he didn't look that much okay. different to me. Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, just... Uh, kind of change a little bit the guy who stood out to me and i was having a tough time taking my eye off of him just because of the size and just the potential and we didn't get to see him last year Braden lenius mm-hmm. is a specimen i mean he's all of six five out there and he's somebody that they could really use out there yeah i think the the other one besides Braden that i thought stood out just because he was making catches and wasn't putting the ball on the ground was kj young yeah i thought kj young had a good practice. good practice um you know maybe we're starting to see the shoots of of some growth and some some potential out there and you know of course first practice you know we're going to start naming names and people are going to go nuts and say oh my god he's going to be great he's going to lead the team in receptions and Mm -hmm. yeah just it's first day first day yeah also i kind of saw this and i kind of it's kind of weird um because miles gaskin is playing with so much confidence and remember when deontay cooper got here he kind of ran you know almost like a deer he almost pranced around Mm -hmm. i'm seeing a little bit of that today with miles gaskin a lot of confidence just up on the balls of his feet and just you know, high stepping some guys, but uh, you know, I think Miles Gaskin was uh, standing out a little bit today, just with some of that. Not to uh, delineate or you know, mark down your point, but he wasn't going to get hit today either. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you can run like that. But yeah, no, I, he just looks confident. He looks like a, a BMOC, you know, the big man on campus kind of thing. He's starting running back for the University of Washington. It always comes with a lot of great perks and and i think part of it comes with just being a personality and being that guy he was uh talking with some of the other running backs on what he saw and you know how to run a route and all these different things so um you know i just think you're you're seeing a kid from and it seems like just yesterday that he was coming in as a freshman and he he was deer in headlights and didn't know what to expect or what 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 was going to happen with him and all of a sudden, now he's in into his. Uh, well, this is his second spring ball, but his thir- third year this fall, and and uh, um, he's the guy who I, I think could end up leading the conference in rushing this year if if he gets out. If you remember last year, he he still finished with what thirteen hundred yards last year, yeah. but the first four games he didn't he hadn't even rushed for a hundred yards yet no. in the first four games. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Mm-hmm. What his his thing could have what his total could have been had he rushed for more as the you know yeah. in the beginning part of well this. and obviously we'll see based on the the kind of the redistribution of carries mm-hmm. based on the fact that Dotson's no longer there see what the younger guys are coming in and Saban Ahmed what he's going to do well, yeah well I, I was just going to add uh, Miles Gaskin is if he rushes for thirteen hundred seventy five yards and fourteen touchdowns this year he'd be the record holder in both of those categories for a all, all, time. all time yeah, yeah. so. 
That like in three years, so yeah. He'd be breaking, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, you consider the fact that he didn't have one hundred yard. He, he didn't have a one hundred yard rushing game in his, the first four games, and like eight of the UW's games, he didn't even probably take a carry past the third quarter. Yeah. So you think about, yeah, like how achievable that is, which is kind of cool. So. We have to talk about the quarterbacks, uh, you know, with Jake Browning out. The guys getting the reps for Tony Rodriguez. Uh, I didn't Daniel, see Tony Rodriguez Tony out, Rodriguez there. Out, there. I mean, uh, out there. Yeah. I didn't see him out there. Uh, Daniel Bridge-Gad and, uh, you know, K.J. Carter Samuels getting a lot of reps out there. So I mistook the walk-on for... Yeah, um, you're Blake talking Gregory. about... Yeah. No. Yeah, Blake, Blake Gregory. Gregory. I almost said Max Brown. Any, any word on <laughs> any word on Rodriguez? No, but again, this is the first day, so you just don't know why guys were not there. Like Levon Coleman, he, he came out and you know, kind of yeah, workout clothes late. But, yeah, yeah, so he may have had a class. We just don't. I mean, there, you have no idea why guys yeah. are are not and in or out. Might be wondering, but today was the first day of uh, spring quarter, right? Yeah, this is the first and day of the quarter. Luke skipped his classes to be. <laughs> no, no, I've got so. one at three <laughs> thirty. Yeah. But but no, but I mean, so sometimes guys have to work out their schedule. Sometimes they have to have meetings with professors. Well, especially if you're whatever. an upper class, but yeah. you, there may be just flat out conflicts that There's they can't no do anything about, it, yeah. and they have to have them for their majors. What stood so. out with you, the quarterbacks today? Did anything jump out at you, Scott? I thought David Bridgegad actually looked pretty Daniel good, Bridge-Gad. or Daniel Bridgegad looked pretty good this 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 practice. Does he look a little thicker? Oh yeah, well, yeah, you would think so, though. After redshirting and and spending some time in the weight room and the strength and conditioning program, but I just thought he actually looked more confident, more in command. He actually looked. A little, I mean, we said this last year because he wears number seventeen, and he kind of carries him. He's a taller version of Keith Price, you know. I I mean, I, he just looks like it when he's out there running around. I think the the thing that stands out is when when Jake Browning's not there you end up with the two most athletic guys behind him. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of running, but that's also a function of the fact yeah. that is they're not as confident in their reads right now. Mm-hmm. The, you know, And day one, the defense is always going to be way ahead of the offense. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the way it is. And when you have the backups throwing the majority of, of throws and, and having the majority of turns, you're going to see a lot of guys tucking the ball and running, and, and that's just kind of the way it is. But to watch them run – and and to see the difference between those guys and got and a guy like Jake Browning, yeah, it's it's interesting to and see. Jake Browning's no slouch when the play breaks down. And no, but those guys are but, but those guys, guys are faster are and they're more. They're athletic different. They're more running backs with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Luke. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna. That's the one thing that I thought I noticed about uh, Daniel Bridgegad and KJ. I thought they Daniel had a couple plays even in the live periods where he uh, he made some impressive kind of pickups with his with his feet as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned that defense always tends to be ahead on the first day, and yeah, that's definitely a little exaggerated when yeah the the top dog isn't out there really throwing much. So yeah, I just think it, you know these guys able to get the reps, you know, Gad and uh, um, and KJ, and if Tony Rodriguez shows back up, we don't know what's going on with him. But I think these are really really valuable reps. I know it's the first day, but if we had to take first day and we had a game this Saturday, I'd be uncomfortable with the quarterback position to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's that that hasn't changed. I mean, that, well, yeah. Browning I mean, is so far ahead of Alabama, everyone else. Ohio State, Clemson would all be uncomfortable with their quarterback position after the first day of spring ball if their number one guy was yeah. out. Yes. Yeah, Ohio State's. I mean, they got a bunch of quarterbacks back there still, don't they? No, I think you're thinking of a few years back. Yeah, yeah no, but uh, not a bunch of guys who started. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so. Let's, we, we should also probably mention the two guys. The also the other two new guys besides Ty Jones, and that's Jacob Kaiser. And oh, yeah. uh, Joel Whitford. We didn't um, see anything from Whitford. Yeah, Whitford. You you actually said you saw him. I never saw yeah. him, so I, I don't. I was walking back to grab a roster for Scott mm-hmm. actually, and I saw him punt a football. 
Yeah. So what'd you think? Cool. It, 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 I mean, <laughs> I couldn't measure it exactly. Did it go off his foot and everything? Yes, and it was in the air for so a noticeable spin, amount of time. It spin the opposite it's, way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Aussie? Yeah. 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 So, no, so, yeah, but it was weird because in the putting, they had the walk-on actually in some of the putting yeah, periods. Now, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what they were trying to get done there. So that could have been something specific for the rest of the things, and they just had him doing his thing. But... I, I'm wondering, yeah, what's going to happen when we actually get a chance to see him. But didn't see him much. And, but Jacob Kaiser, he's a specimen too, physically. He, 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 let's put it this way. When you watch the tight ends do their thing, you couldn't have picked him out as the true freshman. Mm. Physically, he just looks like he's Granted, right with the bunch. He would be a sophomore this year because of oh, I understand that, yes. Sure. But that's, yeah. yeah, but with the extra spring, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's physically, he's still at 240, legitimately 6'4". Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look at the, the roster a couple times to figure out who he was because I, w- I was mistaking him for one of the upperclassmen, maybe the walk-on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, physically I thought he looked uh, looked apart for sure. Day one of the books, final thoughts, Scott Eklund. Uh, typical first day of spring ball for me. Um, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's the cynic in me. Maybe it's the fact that I've, this is my 12th spring football that I've been covering. But it's just, you know, it's the same thing. And Peterson wants it to be boring and dull from a standpoint of we're drilling fundamentals. We're drilling how we want guys to do stuff, leverage where we want you, the angles we want you to take, what you're supposed to do, where your positions are. There was a lot of install today. There was a lot of um, running to the ball and everything like that. It's not the most interesting thing to watch, but it's what great teams do to get themselves where they need to be. Final thoughts, Chris Fetters? Just that, you know, it's kind of the, the idea. You talk about Chris Peterson just kind of going through the motions and what they're doing. Yeah, he, he talks about it going back to the basics and fundamentals and all that. But it's juxtaposed against the fourth year of a program that is rolling, mm-hmm. that is rolling right now. So you, we talk about this being day one. But like I said, it could have been a practice. You could have picked this practice out two weeks from now, mm-hmm. and they could still be working a lot on a lot of the same type of things stuff. and doing the same stuff. So you're you're literally not seeing a program starting from day one. I still right? remember the first spring ball. I can still remember that. And oh, it's, it was night and day. It's yeah. night and day difference. So that's that's always fun to watch. And then I think it's always fun to watch some of the guys that are kind of the expected to be the heir apparents. Jordan Miller, for instance, kind of stepping up and, oh, okay, that would have been Sidney Jones last year. Okay, it looks like Jordan Miller just kind of stepped up and just picked up right where they left off. So it's kind of fun to see those guys as well, JoJo McIntosh doing his thing, and then offensively Dante Pettis, Miles Gaskin, you mentioned Kim. Uh, just a whole bunch of this. And then, of course, a couple of the new guys as well, like Ty Jones. It's always interesting to kind of see right off the bat what you think they may contribute. Final thoughts, Luke Munger. Yeah, I'm kind of going to echo what Scott said. I thought it was funny listening to Pete's interview uh, when he mentioned – Within the first minute of the interview, spring ball is awesome, and we don't or you can't win spring, which are, I feel We're like not two, trying to win spring. Yeah, yeah, those are like two of the things that he says a lot. Um, and he mentioned that basically all, what spring is about is giving players the opportunity to get reps and get better. And it might not necessarily be incredibly interesting to watch, but I'm sure just getting back out there for those guys was a blast. It was fun to see, uh, like Coleman Shelton mentioned, uh, Scott Huff kind of being the more energetic guy. It was interesting to see guys work with their position coaches. Does anyone think that Matt Lubick looks exactly like Chris Peterson? Just in his, like, the way very. He walks and, stuff, and, like, yeah. the, just the very thin uh, and always walking around in, like, sweats and a big jacket. I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, from there, it was just, it was, it was, uh, it was. Yeah, it was, it was good to see them out back out there again and 
doing their stuff. Yeah, final thoughts. Some things never change. Chris Peterson and I, I think, are the two guys out on the field who hate the cold the most. He was bundled up just as much, if not more, than I was. Um, uh, Jen Cohen stopped by for a little bit in practice, the athletic director. Luke Monger has lost his microphone. So I think, you know, just some things never change. It was just good to be out there. Uh, Trey Adams got his hair cut. Uh, It was fun. It was just fun to be back out there. So not a lot of interest out there really today. I think things will ramp up probably, you know, Wednesday, Friday, and then uh, we're only allowed to practice, what, twice a week, is it? After this week, it's going to be just Monday, Wednesday for the media. But I would expect this coming Monday, a week from now, should be kind of the first full pads practice that we get a chance to see that's where you'll kind of really see things in my opinion start to ramp up yeah you know it's always unusual when we do these kind of things because you know we're used to seeing guys out there and you know not seeing buddha in sydney you know elijah was out there today but it's always weird when guys are missing but then that gives an opportunity for other guys to step up so that's what i think what spring's going to be all about this year is who's going to step up so that's what i'm looking forward to so uh we'll keep you guys rocking and rolling for the entire spring ball you know and we'll probably have some basketball stuff as well so just stay tuned to us here at dogman.com so for all of us scott eklund chris fetters luke munger i'm kim grenolds go dogs